When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Matt Lenehan, Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store, Forbes Irish Stout, Freebits.com, ready to fight. We're here. It's been a while um, for me, Gareth, um, but a pleasure to have you back on the channel. First off, how's things, bud? You keeping well? Very good, thank you. Unfortunately, that that blighter Parsons has been chasing me on a Sunday night to make a Monday club with him. He's a he's a persistent. Um, what? How am I describe him? He's a persistent Parsons. He's a persistent cheeky Charlie. Um, and he was bouncing around. and said, "Oh, I'm going to fit you in between uh, my interviews with Ed Sheeran and Snoop Dogg." And this, I don't know, any whoever it was. Anyway, is it Snoop Dogg he's mates with as well? Oh, um, if he is, that's a new one, but it won't surprise me knowing him. Um, <laughs> there's been quite a lot come up since we last spoke. Um, I was going to hit the, the majority of the topics. There's one actually within the last sort of half hour that sort of brought a wry smile to my face. Um, I don't know whether you've seen it because I know you've been doing interviews. Um, John Fury um, <laughs> calling out Carl Froch for Wembley. Um, just... Give me your thoughts. It's um, it's going to well, be well, you do eventually cross paths. Well, 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 here's my thoughts. There's only one place for John Fury against Carl Froch, or is it Carl Froch against John Fury? It's got to be Wembley Stadium. It's got to be Wembley Stadium. It's the only place big enough in the UK to take them the magnitude of that contest as it would be. It would be a huge event. Um, we would all watch it. It would be the biggest international media brigade we've seen for a very long time. It would transcend um, misfits and boxing, Hall of Famer, father of the great Gypsy King. Um, but I hate to throw a big bucket of cold water on it, but it ain't going to happen. Yeah. But it's a bit of fun. And they're both very good at getting people talking. John knows how to promote a fight, amazingly. Carl's really taken to it now and is having fun with it. Um, I Honestly, I, I half expect to be in the same room as those two in the next month or two, and they're hugging it out and giggling in the corner. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be an interesting one, because um, our original interview with John um, mentioned the Carl comments. He he went off and then... That uh, was you. That was you, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, and then uh, Carl's done his response. It's going to be very interesting when they do eventually come into close proximity. Yeah, well, listen, we've got Cheeky Charlie Parsons and we've got Troublemaker Lenehan. Yeah? Now, I think it will be, but, I, I you know, um, deep down, uh, in person, man-to-man, -man, there's probably a lot of respect for each other, uh, mm -hmm. for them, for each other. Um, so, as I said, I half suspect to watch them, you know, 
eyeing each other from the other side of the room. And then 10 minutes later, they're having a chat and shaking hands. Uh, they're both very strong fighting men. I'll tell you that. I've known both of them a long time. Um, I, I, I mean, I, they're not... Carl can't back down from a challenge. He's always been like that. I'm a huge admirer of his career and having covered his career in almost forensic detail and, and work with him sometimes, of course, on Talk Sports. And, um, you know, he, he's having fun in boxing at the moment. I mean, his podcast with Rachel, his wife, is great fun as well. It's very watchable. I mean, she's such a card as well. And they're per perfect foils for each other. Um, the... the, the um, the, the the connectivity between those two is mm -hmm. fantastic to watch. Um, and there's a lot of humour in their relationship. And it's a lovely thing to see. But, you know, John's woken up, responding to, um, like, the fight's off. We're not going to Saudi on February the uh, 11th, as we'd have gone for fight week. Um, mm -hmm. This Sunday, we would have gone and started to go for, started going for the big fight week build-up. Obviously, it's not happening. Um, and as a result, um, John's got on and given Carl a big response. Carl will probably come back by the time this video goes out and say, yeah, let's do it, Wembley Stadium. Um, as I said, I was joking. I don't see it happening at Wembley Stadium or anyone else, but it's a bit of fun. Exactly, yeah. I was going to say, I don't see it happening, but I just wanted to get your sort of initial take on that back and forth. But um, let's come on to Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk. One thing that sort of came off the back of that sparring video that got released, the elbow that has opened that what looks like damaged tissue. I think probably going back from the Otto Walling fight. Yeah, it's been there's been a, like people have been skeptical in some quarters uh, about it. But do you do you understand that when you see people like throw doubts over over this? Because when I saw it originally, my first thoughts was, well, you know, it, it kind of happens, kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Shit happens in the gym. These kind of things do happen in sparring. Um, it's really unfortunate when you get it so close to a big event like this. Um, and it, it does scupper a, a massive plans and a massive event. What do I think of the conspiracy theorists? Well, they've, they've been out there for a year and a half on Tyson Fury. There's, there's, when you get to this level of fame and... Uh, achievement. There's always people wanting you to fail. There's always detractors. There's conspiracy theorists on everything, everywhere in life now. Um, and all I try and do is ascertain the facts. I spent a good portion of Friday afternoon speaking to Tyson Fury's team as quickly as I could to find out what had happened, whether there was veracity in it, found out the truth, and 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 just worked all afternoon on on producing content and doing interviews and so on. Um, there's no way in the shape he was in at that stage in a fight camp that he's pulling out deliberately. There's no chance that he's scared of Alexander Usyk and the other way around, Usyk scared of facing Fury. This is the pinnacle of their careers. It's what they do. Um, it's just a travesty that this happened. And I think what we got on Saturday, and I know you'll ask me about it, brilliant PR in terms of managing the situation by Turkey Al Sheikh, Spencer Brown and Tyson Fury, mm -hmm. to get Egis Klimas and Yusik in Spain on the call as well, on the Elwani show, on MMA Fighting on Ariel's show, because what they were able to do was quash those conspiracy theories in, in, in 25 minutes of broadcast on the dual cast. And also, what Turkey Al Sheikh did brilliantly, I thought, was say, look, 
we're going to make sure, and this is where he is changing things in the sport, no question about it, we're going to make sure that there's A, there's a forfeiture of $10 million, $8 million from either side, but also we're going to make sure there's the possibility of having as big an event if one gets injured. And that's what boxing needs to think about going forward as well. You need, and they can do it because they've got the funds and the wherewithal to be able to invest in that because mm -hmm. you don't want an event like that to collapse again. Yeah. Look what they did with, with um, Day of Reckoning when the fight collapsed. When the, It didn't collapse, but when Fury wasn't going to be ready. People have this theory that Fury's avoiding Usyk. I don't think he is. I just think that's the way the cards are falling at the moment. You've got to think as well, and and you'll like I said, you've been this around this game for a number, a few decades now, and you'll see this, and you'll know all too well that fighters get to a certain point in training camp where they peak. And looking at Tyson Fury's physical condition from the pictures we've seen, regardless of who's skeptical of what, he will have been, you would think, coming to that apex now where he's ready to perform at his best. So no delay is going to help him at all. It probably only mean that he's going to have to maybe taper off and start again. Yeah, and in fact, he's got to come back and get healed. And, you know, that the cut will heal in three or four weeks. And um, he's got he's got to get back in the ring in, in on May the 18th, three and a bit months. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to work on his strength and conditioning now. He's going to have to get strong, one assumes. That's what mm -hmm. he'll be keeping that strength. He can't do any sparring. Um, you know, they're going to have to be careful how they get him back into action. You know, he's got a lot of jeopardy on him right now, coming back so quickly. Um, but I'm glad he's coming back. There's an appetite for it. It's it's being made to happen. We weren't we didn't sit around for two weeks waiting for it to be renegotiated. Yes. Turkey Al Sheikh got it done. He yeah. got it done, and you have to applaud him for that. That's the 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 help that the Saudi investment, the attitude they've got towards this is no, we're gonna make it happen. And you could see the energy he had to do that, announcing Batabiev and Bivol officially for June the 1st, announcing the offer to Hergovic and six opponents, announcing that Frank versus Eddie, the five, is going to be on that Batabiev-Bivol card, and that they're not going to know the opponents. They're just going to say, choose five in a way. To... It's brilliant. brilliant. And you can see... Even the things he revealed about his own personal health, the fact he put his own um, reputation, as he said himself, and said, look, the, here's the guy. This is what really happened to him. Stop being a doubter. Yeah. I, I just thought it was brilliantly managed by Turkey El Sheikh and his team in PR terms. They just quashed those conspiracy theories. We're lucky enough to be able to speak to those people close to the camps. And I had a friend who was in the USIC camp at the time when he heard about it. And he just shrugged his shoulders, apparently. You know? Yeah. Um, and USIC's not an act. Fury's not an act. It's just the way they are. Um, it's very unfortunate what's happened. The final one on this for me. We've heard Tyson in the build-up to this um, for many months say, look, don't need a tag of undisputed. I don't, I don't need it. Like, I'm fighting, get a big prize, etc. He said this on a few occasions, whether that's the truth or not, and he just puts it to one side, but that's what he's saying. But you saw him in that MMA hour with Ariel Hawani react to Clemus, um, Igus Klimas' comments. And do you think he's going almost into this now feeling like, you know what, like a bit like the Klitschko fight where people, when he's going there, 
you know, back against the wall a little bit here. People are doubting me. Do you think that's his main fuel in this fight, as well as obviously the task that is Usyk? Do you think that's fueling him a bit? I don't know if Tyson thinks like that. People around him might might kind of feel that let's look at what's happening around and are people critical. Um, my understanding of Tyson Fury is he's very much in his own lane. Yeah. Um, he, 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 he makes it about him when it's about him. He's trying to manage himself. Um, I don't think he is someone that's trying to prove the haters or the doubters wrong. I think he has his moments of, I'm the Gypsy King. I'm a Spartan. No man will ever beat me. Um, and, and those kind of rousing moments. But I know him as a very gentle giant as well, where that, that, that cloak of, of, of the warrior disappears and he goes back to being walking the dog, picking up the dog poos, putting the bins out, taking the kids to school, being the loving husband of Paris and, and making, more, making the family bigger. Um, I don't... I, I deep down, you know, if he can create legacy, I'm sure he'll enjoy it later on in life. If he does get lost, he'll, if he does lose, rather, if he does have a loss on his career, it'll be terrible, first of all, but he'll learn to live with it. If he gets a loss against Usyk, he will try and avenge it in the second fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one's, no one's perfect. You know, he's, he's not perfect as a boxer. He's in... And it, like he's not perfect as a man, as he talks about himself. Um, and and it, everybody knows that they can lose a fight. Um, but these guys are at the very pinnacle of their careers. They're prize fighters. Yes, it probably weighs on them in quiet moments that they never want to lose a fight. And what will the effect be if they do? Um, but I, I think they're both up for it. It's the biggest challenge of their careers. They're getting the biggest paydays of their careers. There's a chance with two fights to get it back if you lose the first one. So yeah. no one's going to walk away. The, the, the opportunities are so enormous, even though psychologically it's hard to be a fighter. 100%. Well, let's talk about something that is happening in Saudi Arabia. Anthony Joshua, Francis Ngannou. Um, that's approaching as well. I know you've spent a lot of time um, around Francis Ngannou, and last time we were there for Fury and Ngannou, you, I know you 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 always talked about this guy's backstory and where he's come from, um, and you'd spent time in and around him and his people and things like that. With this fight coming up with Joshua, now we know what we know from what we've seen. Um, Banana skin for Anthony Joshua? Is it one of them you're just really looking forward to? How do you sort of see it and approach it going into what's going to be another incredible fight week over there? Yeah, I mean, as you say, I, I, I stayed in the same residences of Francis and his family in um, Riyadh and got to meet many of his, well, his entire team and his, and his family, many members of his family, extended family, um, around Francis a lot. He's got something special inside him. And he may be able to bring that out against Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua, for me, is linked up with an incredible trainer in Ben Davison. I've got massive respect for Ben and time for Ben. I think he's brilliant for, for Joshua. They've got to get the game plan right again. It is a banana skin. It's a dangerous fight. I said it against Fury that Nagano would still be dangerous for 10 minutes. I was consistent about that. When he got the knockdown in the eighth, maybe Fury didn't get his sharpener. And, you know, it's one of his worst performances. 
Joshua's got to make it one of his best performances because if he slips and slides against Naganu, Naganu is the kind of guy, he's a rock, he keeps his shape. Uh, Joshua should be able to outbox him, should be able to beat him up. But no one's really beaten France up in four-ounce gloves So in, in mixed martial arts. So Joshua's got his work cut out, but it's still a fascinating contest. But having said that, if something happens to, uh, as Turkey El Sheikh said on Saturday night, they might even second Joshua in to fight Yusik or, or Fury if that happens. I mean, it might be Parker, it might be someone else. But now really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to the event. We've got March, we've got May, and then we've got June. And we've got... It, they're starting to do an event a month. It's coming. It's, 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 you cannot deny what they're doing, which is creating great events and massive interest in the sport. And when something goes wrong, they're sorting it out. And they're sorting it out straight away, Matt. They're doing it with, with, with a speed... Uh, and and a determination that we haven't always seen in boxing. We no. on, on 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 if it wasn't, I'm not saying because sometimes things do get sorted out very quickly. But I can't remember a time when the fight was back on a couple of months later, within 24 hours, with those forfeitures because they can't produce that kind of uh, those purses to be able to do those things. It mm. takes time. It's taken time in the past. So we've got to celebrate celebrate the period we're in with this happening. 100%. Big fights getting made left, right and centre as well. Look, um, final one for me, I want to touch on Conor Ben. He was back out, um, his second fight on this sort of, after his long time out the ring. Um, he came under, I suppose he came under a bit of criticism in close quarters from, you know, the boxing fraternity, the likes of Javonte Davis, Errol Spence. I know they piped up, had a little bit of um, a thing to say up and down the spectrum, but um, what, do you, what do you make of this in terms of Javonte Davis? Because Eddie Hearn's obviously gone and sent him a message. He's responded. But do you see any legs in that? Would Conor Ben Javonte Davis be something that you know could happen next, do you think? I think if it was in the UK, it could. Because Con Conor Ben's big following is in the UK. I don't think they're ready to travel for him to the United States yet. Um I think he, I think he tried really hard on Saturday night to get that finish, but he's been in against two opponents who are very durable and very tough in these two comeback fights. Um, very different to Chris Algieri and Chris Van Heerden, who were very much at the tail end of their careers with a lot of mileage on the clock. Um, I think he was trying so hard for a knockout early on Saturday night, but he weathered it. He went well for 12 rounds. Um, I still think there's a lot more to come from him. We don't know whether he's world-class yet. I think Chris Eubank is a bit big for him, but that's the fight back in the UK, still in my view. Or if not, a Harlem-Eubank fight. It all depends. I mean, it's a crossroads for Conor Ben right now, Matt, because if they win the appeal, or, or the, if the Boxing Board of Control and UCAD don't win the appeal, they will apply for the British licence or go ahead in the UK, in my view, with, as, as an unlicensed fighter with another commission. Um, the Eubank fight's big in the UK, either Eubank. Cal Brook fight's still pretty big in the UK. Yeah. Barrios would work in the UK. Definitely Devin Haney and Javonta Davis. But I don't think he's going to fight them anytime soon. Later on in the year, a Javonta Davis fight over here, maybe. But Connor's still got to prove that he's world level. Um, he's still not reached that world 
um, level yet. He's got a couple of levels to go up. But it's fascinating, and his ambition and that list and that noise is all good because without doing that, you don't get anywhere. Is it hard to find them in betweens between? Um, you know, when we talk about that step up to uh, Devin Haney's Javante Davis, uh, obviously fighters like I know there was online. Uh, Josh Kelly, for instance, would say it was making a point saying, "Look, you know, we can do that." Still, you were. Calling That's a great him. fight. That's a great fight, by the way. Brilliant fight. Um, but Josh is up at light middle now, isn't he? Mm. Um, but I'm sure Conor Con- would fight him. I'm sure he'd step up. It's a great fight, that. Yeah. That's a great British fight. Yeah. I hadn't thought about Josh Kelly, but yeah, I have heard him um, pipe up as well um, in the last week. That's a very good call. I was with Josh recently, and he's on great form. Um, that's a good fight as well. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Alan Eubank as well, obviously. Chris Eubank, senior. Very vocal again, saying, look, He's the guy. He, he's the Eubank to fight kind of thing. Um, you Would you entertain that at all, Harlan versus Connor? Yeah, definitely. I was with Senior last week. I spent the morning with him in Mayfair on Thursday, and um, he's talking a lot of sense. Um, his, his concern is that he doesn't want Chris to lose, I think he was saying, £27 to get down to 160 And I do get that. Um, yeah. But he's obviously made middleweight recently as well, as late as last year he made middleweight. Um, but obviously, Chris Senior is banging the drum for Harlem Eubank because he's in his corner and he's training him and, and moving his career at the moment. But again, if you're, if you're talking about those middle-ranking fights before world level, I mean, I don't want to talk Josh Kelly down because I think he's very nearly there at world level anyway. Um but Harlem would be a good fight. I think Barrios is a good fight as well. I think Kel Brook is a bit of a showcase fight for Connor, to be honest, because I think Kel will be competitive for three or four rounds. But even though Kel's a big welterweight, it's going to be hard work mm. to fight a young stud like, like Connor Ben for, for me. And I think he, he gets stopped by Connor. It's going to be interesting. There's so many options out there for him. And yeah. obviously- It'll all depend, I suppose, on this appeal, maybe where and when kind of thing, and that'll determine maybe the next opponent. I agree with you that you mentioned about Barrios, who's been in there with world-level names and, you know, maybe fallen shot, but then won some, you know, tough as well, tough, tough, tough operator. Exactly, exactly. And again, a difficult guy to get out of there for Connor, so it's going to be a test for him. But make no mistake about it, Connor's a big name. They, You know, the the... the, the the adverse um, drugs tests have, you know, made him a bigger name. The controversy around the situation has, has pushed him out there. Um, he's done well to fight it mentally and emotionally. Um, he will feel very relieved to get back um, and, and get 12 good rounds under his belt on Saturday night at the Cosmopolitan. Very pleased for Johnny Fisher, by the way, as well. Yes. And, and the Bosch Army. His, his um, name up in lights at the Plaza Hotel in the Old Town, um, one of my old favourite haunts in 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 the, the in Sin City. It's a great place to be. Great to see the success of of British youngsters uh, in Las Vegas. Absolutely, hundred um, percent. Well, look, Gareth, um, it's going to be good catching up with you in person at some point over the next couple of weeks. There's going to be some some big fight weeks on. I know you'll be in Saudi as well for the Joshua fight. So, yeah, let's roll on this year now with some big fights. Appreciate your time. Always a pleasure, Matt. Always a pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.